0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host Friday, March 6th. Man, the weekend's here. We are getting close to free agency. The combine's in the rearview mirror. The draft is unfolding in front of us. Lots of things to talk about. A lot of free agency stuff. Tom Brady stuff, of course, too. Uh, we will also get to the proposed new collective bargaining agreement after the break. Don't worry. You're not a CBA fan. Don't tune it out. Uh, maybe you're a baseball fan. I'm a huge baseball fan. I love baseball. Baseball is like one of my top three sports. And that's why I listen to fantasy baseball today. Gets you ready for all your fantasy baseball drafts It's the number one fantasy baseball podcast out there. It's our CBS, part of our CBS sports network. The fantasy baseball today podcast has been helping listeners with their leagues for more than 10 years now. People have been Voluntarily injecting Adam Azer into the eardrums for more than a decade. It's incredible. The position previews are all published. We've got sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, and listener emails all this week. Plus, you get a new episode every single morning, five days a week until the season ends. Fantasy baseball today, anywhere you listen to podcast. But hey, maybe you're a Mariners fan, and you need some reason to enjoy baseball season. So fantasy baseball, that's a good option. Thanks for un- un- unnecessary shot at uh at, at Sean Wagner McGough. John Breach, your Cincinnati Reds could be good. Ryan Wilson is a, a, a bandwagon Red Sox fan, I think, right?
1: Grew up a Braves fan back in the day because uh, grew up in North Carolina. My mom was from just outside Atlanta. Dale Murphy was my guy. You probably don't even remember him, do you? I have a Dale
0: Murphy jersey. I love oh, yeah. He was my Our guy. Jersey t-shirt.
2: So yeah. on, the, uh, on the topic of the, of the Mariners and the Braves, this is like going to be a weird year for all of us where we all might be, start rooting for each other's teams. Like Andy Dalton might become the Bears quarterback, and Breach is going to have some interest in the Bears. Maybe it's Cam Newton, and Brinson has to kind of root for the Bears. King Similarly, Felix. King Felix is on the Braves, and he's actually killing it in spring spring training. And every single Mariners fan, since the Mariners have no shot to make the playoffs, would love to see King Felix on a playoff team.
0: Or win a World Series, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, we not
2: picky.
0: Johnny, be bad. What do you think? Reds, World Series? I, I I put a bet in them to win the World Series a few months ago.
3: The Reds are a closet favorite to win the World Series, but I say that every year, and then they suck every year. I don't uh, think
0: that's a term, but sure, go for it. Uh, I mean, dark Horse? Dark Horse, Dark Horse? Yeah. Can I use Dark
3: Can you give me win- a closet win- favorite? <laughs> <laughs> you're in the closet. Brinson, <laughs> nope. you're a closet favorite. <laughs>
0: I don't think it's a closet favorite. That's fine though. All right. We'll go with dark horse. <laughs> so anyway. Tom Brady, San Francisco rumors continue to heat up. I think it was Tom Curran, a uh, friend of the program on CR. Uh, are, are the
3: 49ers a closet favorite to get Brady?
0: Uh, yes, they are. The 49ers are a closet favorite to get Brady. Um, Tom Brady rumored to San Francisco. Do you, we saw George Kittle tweet out that it's not going to happen. Uh, Sean, you're shaking your head. Is this a good idea, bad idea, plausible idea, reasonable idea? Any, anywhere close to happening? What do you think?
2: For Tom Brady, it's an incredible idea because he would, have, <laughs> he would go to San Francisco with a great defense that he just had in New England. Um, and he'd be with Cal Shanahan. That would be great. I don't understand it from the 49ers perspective whatsoever. And I feel like I've been pretty low on Garoppolo, at least probably compared to most of you guys. Um, it, it still doesn't make sense to me because, for as inconsistent as Garoppolo was, and I thought he was pretty good last year, uh, to his numbers compared to Brady, uh, 9% more of his passes were completed, 1.8 more yards per attempt, a touchdown of 1.8 more percent of his passes. His pass rating was 14 points higher, Garoppolo was 12th in um, DYAR, Brady was 16th, Garoppolo was 11th at DVOA, Brady was 17th, Garoppolo 12th in QBR, Brady 16th, Garoppolo is 28. He's coming off his first full season as a starting quarterback. There's reason to think he could still improve. Uh, Brady, we know what Brady is at this point, and he's on the tail end of his career. The Garoppolo contract isn't even that bad anymore because the 49ers can get out of it at any point they want if Garoppolo does not continue to develop. The only reason I think the 49ers would look to move on from Garoppolo this offseason— is if they can get a cheaper option, which would allow them to keep more of their nucleus. Um, and they have some people who are hitting free agency or needing extensions. Garopp, or Brady's not going to cost less in the short term. He might cost more than Garoppolo in the short term and you're getting a downgrade in an older quarterback. I, I, I don't understand this whatsoever.
0: Downgrade. I see. I, did, I would disagree on downgrade performance wise. Um, I think that if you took like the next five years, You're going to get more value out of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think Brady gives you a a shorter, higher peak. I can buy that.
2: I I still don't think it makes long-term sense for them to do this. Well, I would say that I don't think you can, can – I agree, Sean, but I don't think
3: comparing Brady's numbers to Garoppolo's numbers from 2019 Fair. really makes any sense because if you put Brady in San Francisco last season, his numbers are a lot better than what he did in New England where he had literally no one to throw to. I mean, you look at the Patriots roster. Does anyone know who their second leading receiver was behind Julian Edelman as a, at a re, the receiving position, not running backs?
0: Uh I would guess Jacoby Myers. knew.
3: I was going to do Myers. Philip Dorsett. Oh, uh, but see, it's that, like, you don't know because he had no one to throw to. And you have George Kittle, you have Emmanuel Sanders, you have Debo Samuel. Jimmy Garoppolo actually had people plus a, a brilliant running or a, a brilliant offensive scheme that Kyle Shanahan, and you had all those running backs, so it just opened things up for Garoppolo. But the one thing I will say and the one thing I think this would be a horrible idea for the 49ers is you just went to the Super Bowl. If you dump Jimmy Garoppolo, And you sign Tom Brady and you don't get to the Super Bowl next year. You took a step back and then you look foolish or Kyle Kyle Shanahan would look foolish. John Lynch would look foolish. We just talked about George Kittle. One of the running backs, Jeff Wilson, I think, came out and said, this is a ludicrous idea. It makes no sense. So you're you're at risk of losing the locker room. And there's no guarantee the 49ers would be better next season with Brady because they're in a tough division. Maybe they only get a wild card spot. Maybe they get to the playoffs but don't win a game. If that happens that's taking a step back and it just looks bad on everyone if you take a step back when you dumped your super bowl starting quarterback
1: I don't think it makes sense for one very simple reason is that Tom Brady doesn't run Kyle Shanahan's offense I mean Jimmy G does uh the you know the the naked bootlegs all day long
0: Can you I'm imagine remember remember when in 2015 or 2 it was in 2015 when the Broncos hired Kubiak and made Peyton Manning do all the bootlegs Can you I mean, imagine Brady doing the naked boots out there What are we doing Yeah so it, on that
1: Alone, it makes zero sense. And like uh, Breach and Sean were alluding to, so you have one year with Brady, and then what? What's Plan B? I think one of the rumors was, well, uh, Kirk Cousins will be a free agent by then, and maybe they can pick up Kirk Cousins because Kyle Shanahan wanted him originally. Look, I don't love Jimmy G, but all this doing this, you know, mental gymnastics and and the most difficult trade possible to land doesn't make any sense. I mean, just stick with Jimmy G. You were in the Super Bowl, you had a chance to win it, and it just didn't happen. I don't know if they went to the Super Bowl last year with Tom Brady because he would have been in his first year running naked bootlegs, bootlegs, taking, getting crushed, uh, you know, three or four or five plays a game. So I don't get it. He's 42 years old. Let's be real. His best option is going back to New England.
0: Is there a chance, Breach, that this is all a rumor floated by Tom Brady's people to try and drive up Tom Brady's market because there's been a surprisingly quiet amount of interest in Tom Brady? I don't know that it hasn't been I'm not quiet. Saying, I'm not saying that's it. I'm saying, I'm asking like I'm, I'm floating a conspiracy theory. I mean,
3: it is weird how all of the 49ers stuff just popped up kind of out of nowhere. Uh, you know, all of a sudden we had, yeah, it was just basically, Hey, look, it's the Titans and the Patriots and the 49ers are, are back here in the background, but they could make a, a last second push to grab Brady. I, I I just don't think it makes a lot of sense unless Brady decided I want to return home to California and play. And he calls Don Yee and he says, make that happen. And Yee called the 49ers and said, Brady really wants to play there. And the 49ers are like, well, we weren't really interested, but if he really, really, really wants to be here, you know, maybe we should think about it. But I just don't think it's a realistic option.
0: Okay. Do, uh,
1: the real loser here is Jimmy G. He went 3,000 miles to get away from Tom Brady and you still can't get away from him.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it could be. A vengeance play by Tom Brady. What's but the vengeance? He got out. <laughs> yeah, he already won. Does he Tom got Brady, rid of Jimmy
3: and won a Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> does Tom Brady strike you as someone who easily removes a chip from his shoulder? Yeah, What's fair. the chip? Jimmy G's better looking. Younger. That's a chip. The apple of Bill Belichick's eye. Wait,
2: is Jimmy G better looking? I mean, like, you got to factor in age here, right? So you got to give, like, Brady some points for aging as well as he did.
0: Jimmy G has more gray hair. So you think Ryan's the best-looking person on here? Undoubtedly.
2: No, but I'm saying if we were to judge all of us looking-wise, we would have to give Ryan – we would have to, like, understand that, look, this isn't Ryan at peak. This is Ryan at 40-whatever.
0: I would disagree. I think – well, I mean, I think that – I mean – I am – thank you very much. Next next topic.
3: (laughs) Well, let me say one more thing about uh, if Brady – the talk was, you know, if Brady goes to the 49ers, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo goes back to the Patriots – but is Belichick even going to do that? Because, look, Jimmy has a contract for an average of $27.5 million a year. If the 49ers release him, because, again, I don't know where this trade talk came from. You're not trading Tom Brady, who's a free agent. He can't be traded. Uh, you're not trading air for Jimmy Garoppolo. So let's say the 49ers yeah. sign Brady and release him, and the Patriots can sign him. Why would Garoppolo sign for anything less than $30 million per year? He's going to want more than he had before because he just led a team to a Super Bowl. So he's not coming cheap. And it just feels like Belichick's not going to be one who's going to pay uh, a quarterback 30 or $35 million a year.
0: If you trade you trade for Garoppolo.
1: If you're John Lynch, you hang up the phone with Bill Belichick because he's up to something. You just don't answer the phone. It's not worth the conversation. Well, the
0: last time he did it, he called and he gave you Garoppolo for nothing. Second-round pick. I mean, it's not nothing. It's pretty good value. Yeah, I mean. Jimmy, G's, Jimmy G's contract, and look, it's just like. Derek Carr's contract, Andy Dalton's contract, Cam Newton's contract, anybody's contract who signed one a few years ago, we're like, I can't believe they're giving him this much money. Like it looks like a pretty good deal now. So, I mean, just write it out with Jimmy G. He fits what you're doing the offense. If you think you're getting better, he's coming off of a torn ACL. I agree. I think you go with it. I do think that Tom Brady gives him. If you wanted to shove all in on the next year and a half,
1: why uh, cannot run the offense?
0: Why you would, have a better you chance? You don't. You could tailor your offense to Tom Brady. They, does that make sense? Sh- does that make sense? Yes, it's Tom Brady. What'd you say, Sean?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say what Brent said. It's like whenever we talk about these quarterbacks going to Bruce Arians' offense, it's not like Bruce Arians. If he gets an old quarterback, will like make them chuck the ball fifty yards downfield. He, he will adapt and change
1: the offense for a forty-three-year-old guy.
2: Right? I'm with you. I would not. It makes no sense to me whatsoever because in, we talk about Jimmy G's contract again. They can get out of it whenever they want. So if Jimmy G takes a step back this upcoming season and Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Kyle Shanahan can swap them if he really wants Cousins. So, like, the contract isn't prohibited anymore. The only thing that's prohibitive about it is that he does have a decent-sized cap hit this year, and they are running kind of tight against the cap. So if they are going to swap out Garoppolo for someone, it only makes sense to do it for someone who's just as good and cheaper. Brady's not cheaper.
0: For what it's worth, Patrick Mahomes has no clue where Tom Brady's going. He actually spoke to our pal, Jonathan Jones, friend of the show, colleague at CBS Sports, and said, I have no idea, just like everyone else. I've been able to talk to him. He hit me up after the Super Bowl and congratulated me. It's hard to see him not being in New England, in a New England Patriots jersey, but you never know. I'll just kind of see when everyone else does. I should have read that in my, um, Patrick Mahomes voice that, uh, our pal Eric Fisher likes so much. You still can't. <laughs> Eric Fisher. I have no idea! I, oh wow. Did like <laughs> Uh, that's not I Mahomes. What is that? I don't know. Can anybody do a Mahomes voice? It sounds really like that. a
3: child dying, Brinson. You should probably never do that voice again. Like that's, a sick child here. That's telling <laughs> you,
1: guys, I haven't been on with you all, the four of you in a while, but I can tell something's up with Breach. He is taking a turn off the deep end. I am worried about him.
0: <laughs> Breach, what's your, uh, what's going on with you? Uh,
3: Wilson's apparently
0: been I'm out of at, town for three at weeks. At, he doesn't
3: know what's going on. He doesn't know what's real anymore. I don't know what's going on, Wilson. Just for the
1: record, in case people wonder, yes, I'm very angry at Breach. I've never been mad at Breach before. I don't think ever. I've been mad at Brinson plenty. Sean, <laughs> there's no reason to be mad at Sean. He's just he's working through some.
0: What do, you, oh, wow. wait, wait, what do you what do you think is wrong with Breach, Ryan?
1: Fatherhood. I think he's a little nervous. Two weeks away. Two weeks, Breach? Is it? No, it's like a month, right? April sixth. A month. Yeah, he is nervous. He's put together. He didn't even put together the crib. He made Rachel and her mom do it while he was out of town.
0: What? Where were you out of town? Where'd you go, Breach?
1: Oh, this is Super Bowl, I think.
0: Okay. I'll tell you what, the uh it's all fun and games until that final month of uh pregnancy. Because at that point well, your, we're in. your very pregnant spouse is no longer interested in being pregnant. Like it's all it's like, oh, like this is one of the It's like, you know what? I'm sort of ready for this thing to get here. At Look, least that's how Breach's, it was in our house. What is Breach's face screaming at you right now? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's his his face to me, his face says I hope my wife doesn't listen to this.
1: That's that's honestly Lisa's worries. He's got a million things Uh,
3: If my wife did listen to this, though, she would grab the program, the thing I'm supposed to mail, (laughs) Wilson, and actually mail it because she's responsible. So anyway, everyone, Wilson is upset with me because this is uh, Sean versus Will part due. i I'm supposed to mail Wilson something. I told him like two years ago I would mail it. He reminded me (laughs) in February. and Valentine's Day. On on Valentine's Day when I'm trying to have a romantic date with my pregnant wife, Wilson interrupts me to say, hey, can you mail something? I totally forgot about the conversation. And now today, three weeks later, he's holding it against me even though he was rudely interrupting uh, my date with my pregnant wife. Two things. And and well before uh, yeah, bring this in.
0: This is important. No 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 we're not gonna bring that part in. There's multiple <laughs> layers we're not gonna bring in. However <laughs> however, I do wanna point out that this the the item that wants to be mailed is not the Super Bowl program from a few weeks ago. It's a Super Bowl program from the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, as in the one from two and a half years ago. Wilson still like at some point just order it online. Ryan, it's seventeen ninety nine. No, you you
1: you put that link into into our little chat. I if I had known that I would have. I didn't know you could order it. No, but I just met an Eagles fan who I said, "Oh, this would be a nice gesture." I didn't say, "Hey, man, I got a big gift for you." Let me make sure my friend John still has it. I was, I was like thinking about it. I texted John on Valentine's Day, and he said he would do it, and he didn't do it. So. That's my fault for trusting John. But I understand there's some underlying issues, and he's really nervous about what's going to happen a month from now for the next 50 or 60 years until, um, you know.
3: Well, if you're lucky, Wilson, I'm on paternity leave, I might find some time to mail it. But babies are a lot, so maybe not.
1: Also, by the way, he said I interrupted his Valentine's Day. You guys just heard him say before the podcast, why didn't I text him the day before his wedding when we were all in Nashville to have him bring it to the wedding? So – I interrupted his Valentine's Day romantic <laughs> dinner with his wife, but I should have told him the day before his wedding to bring me the mat, to bring me the program. My my bad.
4: Uh,
0: okay. It's a by the way, part, case by right. What a part, part, tangent. Part part do. So you're a little <laughs> little, fr- little French in there, right? A little French in there, Breach. Part, hey, uh, press part press French. You.
1: <laughs> the good news huh? for Princeton, is when, when when we get one star reviews, it'll be for me and Breach, not for you this time going on. the team. <laughs> Thank
2: uh, Don't don't get them started on coronavirus though. <laughs>
0: Uh, By the way, Julian Edelman is selling uh, Stay Tom merchandise, so that's exciting.
1: He was in Syracuse when, he, when he made that uh, comment.
0: Interesting. So are you uh, guys sick of Tom Brady yet? Or are you, I still enjoy it. But, like, I understand that right. there needs to be a little bit of patience with it because we're not going to know anything for the no, next 11 the days.
1: story of the offseason, I think it's fine. It's for two more yeah. weeks, and what else are we going to be talking about right now?
0: I think it's. I think it
2: fits with all the other quarterbacks. And how often do we have an off season like this? So never. I think I think we should savor it.
0: You know, JL, JLC pointed out that he's never seen anything like this, and he's been covering the league for a really long time, you know, from a global perspective. So
3: yeah, I, I mean, the closest thing is Peyton Manning, but the internet didn't exist in the form it exists in today. Where well,
2: well, it did. It was <laughs> no, it, Are you kidding me? No, it didn't.
3: <laughs> Eight Eight years years ago, I, was I was on
2: Twitter 10. in 2012 and I was in like high school or, or no, I, I guess actually, I was in college.
1: I am very angry at John, but I agree with
0: him about this. 2012 is a lot different than 2020. That's just, what John is pointing out. Is he didn't work. He, didn't, he wasn't writing for CBS then. I no. was. That's not not, so, not the NFL. You very,
3: thank you for wondering how knowing how long I've worked here as a you co-worker the, here you, you were c co- You weren't covering the NFL? I know what I was covering. You said I wasn't <laughs> working at CBS. I was just clarifying changing the, the argument. Yeah, moving the goalposts, on me. Brenton moving yeah. the field goal posts. The
0: same thing that Ryan did to you on the program thing. All right. You know what else might be holding up Tom Brady, the whole CBA thing, but there's a new proposal out there and coming up after the break. We're going to, I was going to say break down, but that sounds redundant coming up after the break. We're going to tear apart the CBA in a way you've never heard it before. John breaches, dramatic collective bargaining agreement. Read.
4: At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, right, John. This is your time to shine. Are you Wait, prepared?
3: Is this, is this real life? Is this a real thing?
0: Yeah. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it?
3: Do I just pick a random part, any part I
0: want? Do you? you, do you I'm glad to know you don't look at the rundown. That's good. Um, Debo has a uh, chunk put out pulled out. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. All right. I got it. I see
0: it. Do you okay. want to do it or do you want me to do it? I can do it. Are we okay. recording right now? We are recording right now, Sean. This is is John is. This is we're gonna we're gonna look. The CBA is boring. Okay, there's a lot of boring things about the CBA. So we're gonna have John read a boring paragraph in his most dramatic voice. If it is terrible, I will cut him off after one sentence, and it will be Ryan's turn.
3: Uh, If you have to go to the bathroom, now is the time to do it because this is a CBA dramatic reading by John Breach. Subject to the provisions of section 2 above, a player or the NFLPA may initiate a grievance by filing a written notice by certified mail, fax, or electronically via PDF with the management council and furnishing a copy of such notice to the clubs involved. A club or the management council may initiate a grievance by filing written notice by certified mail, fax, electronically via PDF with the NFLPA and furnishing a copy of such notice to the players involved. The notice will set forth the specifics of the alleged action or inaction giving rise to the grievance. Thank you.
0: Uh Ryan, give us a grade for uh the dramatic effect or lack of dramatic effect to that reading. B plus. very uh, enunciated his words it was a, he, he read it. I don't, I, I didn't want to, now we'll see. Devo's going to add some, some music in there to make it more dramatic. Um, but, uh, I, I wouldn't, I would have, I, I would have liked a little more like aggressive inflection, like unnecessary inflection, like, and by furnishing a
3: calm. Oh, then you should have said I need to do action movie announcer voice. You, dramatic reading implies NPR voice, tone yeah. it down, uh, you know, okay. calm.
1: This no, is something you listen to. Like uh, your calm app at night when you're going to sleep. Like John Breach reading the see okay. you're, you're asleep in three okay. minutes.
0: Sean, oh, what'd you, what'd you, what did you think?
2: I only caught the end, but I, I think I said with Brinson here, it wasn't quite what I was hoping. You weren't yeah. even here. I'm yeah, glad I watch- went to get coffee during the, most of that. Um, Lost in translation, that's what happened here.
0: Okay, so the CBA, the new CBA is 400, as Debo points out, that was the male version of Yoga Girl. Uh, 400, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's like for the,
1: hey, I feel better about myself.
0: That- okay. Account, it's accountant boy breach started sort of like little IG. He reads, he reads like, like privacy, privacy policies around the internet. It's like, we will, uh, any, any information you provide will be subject to third party and you like put like, like, sa- like call music underneath it. It's, it's account, we'll call him accountant boy and see how many uh, followers he can get on Instagram. What do you think? 10, 20?
3: I, you'd be surprised how many people would follow that.
0: Uh, a guy I went eight. to college with started, uh, cashcats.biz. And it was just, uh, people could submit their pictures of cats covered in cash. And he started getting an influx of them from, uh, from Europe. And people would like have handguns. I think cashcats is still a site. And, uh, it ended up being, like, ended up getting on CNN for it. Go to CashCats.biz. It's actually a great site. Reach, just,
2: I, I am not going to go to that one. Reach. No, you
0: should go to it. It's just, it's just cats with tons of money around them. It's pretty awesome. That great
2: doesn't c- appeal to me on any level.
1: Breach okay. and I are no longer going to get the one-star review. It is now back on Britain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, you, if you've ever seen CashCats.biz, you're missing out. Anyway, moving along. So, um Breach and I have read most of the 456 pages. When we recorded this on Thursday at uh, around 2:30 p.m., the full you know, the CBA had been dropped. My wife was getting mad at me because she were, she was watching The Office and she was trying to talk to me about how The Office related to real life, blah 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 blah. And I was like, I'm trying to read this really important document. Please stop talking to me. She was like, What? Is, she was like, You're looking at golf scoreboards. What are you talking? I was like, No. I flipped my tab back. I'm like, I'm reading the CBA. Um, how much of it have you read, Breach? Out of 456 pages? All of it. You have? No way! I don't believe that.
3: Why wouldn't you believe that? I'm the fastest reader out of all of us. Slow s- typer, fast reader.
0: Oh, seriously, yeah. how, how many? How much have you read? Brenton's suddenly very nervous. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> legitimately curious. I mean, it's been like it's been like four that's hours, fun. four hours, including lunch, since it dropped.
1: Yeah. not eat lunch, so you read 100 pages an hour. And yeah,
3: That's true. I don't eat lunch. I eat an apple a day. I don't eat lunch either. That's weird. It's a weird meal.
0: What do you mean you don't eat lunch?
3: I to eat breakfast and dinner. I, I snack throughout the day, but I don't eat one. I, I eat
2: late. I eat late breakfast, like eleven usually, and then I eat like a dinner at like six.
0: So you're a you're a grandparent. Cool. Um, we so do this. Bre- I, so reach you're just not going to give an answer. I'll take that I to mean forty percent. That's fine.
3: I would say it. about eighty percent.
0: That's good. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say I'm probably like forty percent. Oh, points for honesty. Yeah, I mean like I haven't read the whole thing. I told you my wife's bugging me about watching the office and she's like, You're man, you're such a such a jerk. You don't want to talk. I'm like, I'm just trying to read the document. Anyway, uh Breach, give me some uh we need some points to tell all the listeners about the new C B A that are important. I got a couple written down. Hopefully yours I've got a couple of really interesting ones. Uh I'll let you have the floor first though. And then Sean can follow up with his most salient points.
3: Well, I think by giving it to me for a shirt, sure, I might steal some of yours,
0: but... Well, just, we just do one. And then all do right.
3: It. Well, I'll say one of the most fascinating ones is all suspensions off the table for drugs. You cannot get a drug suspension now. So can I ask Ed? you a question about that? Do I do yes. drugs? No, Sean.
0: <laughs> Jesus,
3: that's a personal uh, question. Second, second yes, Sean, question. you
0: can still be suspended from CBS for doing meth, so <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately.
2: Um, can players be fined for
0: well, like if first, you let
3: me finish my part... I'm just asking you a question. Do you, do you want me to dramatically leave that part of the CBA to you? I could do that. Okay, uh, no. For the sake so of the you, podcast, Here's though. the deal. Here's the deal. You can get fined, kind of. So if you fail a test, you do not get suspended. But eventually, if you fail enough tests, you're allowed to play, but you lose your game check for that game. So it's not a fine technically, but it is a pretty high financial punishment, uh, because losing a game check is a huge, you know, for Kirk Cousins, who would never get fined for drug use. But if you're someone who's making that much money, you know, you lose a game check, that could be three or four million dollars. Hmm.
0: Right.
3: So yes, you can lose money, but you will not have to sit out any games.
0: It does sound like the Unpaid NFL, so the, the NFL is going to create, uh, a, a, the NFL and the NFL are going to establish a joint pain management committee. Do you think that's a pun? Because it's a it's designed for THC and marijuana evaluation for pain management. Because it's a joint pain management because they're working together. You see, but joints we we commonly referred to as marijuana cigarettes could you know could be a joke. You see, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got one for you. This is this is my most fascinating takeaway. This is the thing I dove in on first. I appreciate I appreciate you. Let me have it, Breach. Um, it's the one I've been harping on. I wanted to know what the language was relating to gambling revenue as it comes. So for those who don't know, all revenue is a term used in the CBA to describe what the players and the NFL it put the players and the owners split. Uh, it used to be it's not 50-50. It's, it, it varies 47. Now it's going to move up to 47 and a half, maybe 48 and a half, depending on the 17-game season as proposed in this. So uh – Gambling revenues, this is the language. They don't know what's going to happen with gambling revenue. They're trying to project what might happen. Revenues related to gambling on any aspect of NFL games, any performance of NFL players in NFL games, or in any other NFL-slash-club-related activity, or any other NFL-club-related activity, including without limitation, revenues from gambling on the outcome of NFL games, blah, 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 blah. In other words, any revenue from gambling on NFL games is going to go into all revenue. However... There is something that's described in here, and it's any sort of – let's see if I can find the exact uh, phrasing. There we go. It is, for gambling revenues generated – and I think this is really important and interesting – by operation of gambling-related businesses located one – in or physically attached to an NFL stadium or two within 200 feet of an outer wall of an NFL stadium or the point of entry to an NFL stadium at which one, a ticket is required in layman's terms. What that means is a casino at NFL stadiums and a sports book in NFL stadiums. And they're talking about putting one in there. And in in the case of that, a hundred percent of revenue from an in stadium casino or one attached nearby uh, would be included only during the season, which breach I find very interesting because it's defined as training camp to the final game, out of season, in the off season, only 50% of in-stadium revenue would be included and 33% of off-site revenue would be included. Now, what's fascinating here is that if Jerry Jones sticks – it's fascinating to me anyway – if Jerry Jones builds a casino or a sports book inside of AT&T Stadium and they – Cowboys are eliminated. They don't make the playoffs. He could have every weekend a huge playoff party gambling fest, and then he could have a Super Bowl gambling watch fest, and they would get to keep 66% of the revenue because it would not go under all revenue.
1: Not bad. Make it pay Dak with that.
0: Dude, nobody nobody found that interesting, huh? Nobody found it interesting on our conference call. <laughs> so you're yeah. over to yeah, over two on that one. I find it. I find it, that's a huge deal. Do you know how much effing money you can make if you build a casino in or, like a if you build a casino in at AT&T Stadium or adjacent to it? And during the off season, which is training camp to the final game of that team's, like they could just rack up cash. It's going to be a cash cow, and the players aren't going to see it. They're they're crazy if they sign that.
1: What was the reaction when you said that on the conference call?
0: I, I just stopped talking after the first one because this is a podcast breach. What are your thoughts on this, Ryan? But for the record, Ryan and Sean didn't read the CBA. Zero point zero percent. In my defense, in the oh yeah, hours you have yeah, the, you have a kid and a wife and a lot
2: of stuff to do, so I'm sure you. And have a the, good, some you have and sleep. a lot of the hours it was made available, I was not awake.
0: That's a hell of a defense. <laughs> so, yeah, single millennial sleep slate doesn't do job. What a great headline on the Onion. John, your thoughts on the gambling situation? I mean,
3: I I think you are building it up a lot. We're still a lot because a lot of states still don't have legalized gambling. And and some of these footballs, some of the states where NFL teams are located might not have it until the next CBA. So, you know, because we're still in the infancy of this. And I don't think right now it's a huge deal. And, you know, a big thing, take Jerry Jones, for example, when you're trying to get people to those casinos Maybe a big thing you're going to do to get people there is have your players there signing autographs, and your players going to know how much money old Jerry's making from these uh, casinos. Like, all right, man, well my fee for showing up is going to be, you know, fifty thousand dollars because I know you're raking in two million dollars today. So I don't think it's hor. I don't. This is not. If I'm a player, this is not a reason for me not to sign the CBA. Okay, as you said. You might not sign it if you were a player just, because of
0: this. Just worth noting, and I got crickets on this for the, uh, for the conference call too, but I'm going to throw it out here anyway. Oh, uh, there's, there's a, <laughs> I just, you're reading through it and you're like, okay, so th- they're trying to define what all revenue is, right? And there's a clause in here under, it's, it's the non-all revenue section. And B, this is the full description of B: Revenue is derived from wholesale merchandising opportunities conducted by Dallas Cowboys merchandising, other than any related royalty payments to the league entity, club, or club affiliate. In other words, Jerry Jones has his own like he just gets excluded from the CBA for a big chunk of marketing dollars that as it relates to the Cowboys. That's kind of crazy. Is that different than the last CBA? I mean, that may have been in the last version of CBA. I, I don't. I don't know, and I need to go back and look. I will the, say, uh, there's also also excluded our revenue from the PSL sold by the New York Jets and New York Giants.
1: I cannot believe, and you think Breach for this, but I cannot believe Breach with his first answer didn't jump all over the gambling angle and said one with the drug angle. That's my biggest takeaway.
0: So no, that's maybe that's why you should be worried about Breach. He's big into drugs and not big into gambling these days.
3: <laughs> uh, well, the other <laughs> thing I was going to bring up was was the international international schedule. I thought that was fascinating. That the CBA says you can only play a maximum of 10 international games per year overall. That's a huge number. Right now we're at four. uh, So the NFL is looking to up that number to 10. And and I find that fascinating for multiple reasons. Um, Most of which involve the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, number one, that means you could potentially put a team there still. So if Jacksonville were to move there and play eight games in London, that's still under the 10 international games, but then that means, you know, you get one game in Mexico City, maybe one game somewhere else. It limits uh, what else you can do from an international standpoint. Um, John, what
1: happens if with this new 17-game schedule, Jaguars play eight games at home in London and then somehow have three home games in London during the playoffs? They wouldn't be able to play one of those games because that would be 11
2: games. Well, I don't think that they would play the playoff games in London. they play them in Jacksonville. Also, Jaguars playoffs, we don't need to worry about
0: this. (laughs) These are things you have to worry about. I'm trying to see if there's actually a provision. um, And then
3: also, if any team plays more than one international game per year, so Jacksonville will be playing two international games in 2020. Each player on the team gets a $5,000 stipend, so basically like free bonus money for playing any international game above one. So if you play three, every player on the team basically gets a $10,000 bonus.
0: I don't believe, just looking through very quickly the old CBA, that it includes uh, any mention of maximum number of international games, which is – look, that's just – like 10 is a huge number. The max number of international games you can play is 10? That's a ton of international games. That is them saying we expect to have a team in London by the, by the end of the CBA.
3: Well, the last part of that is that if a club plays more than three games, international games in one season, uh, the NFL has to consult with the NFLPA – to get that approved. So it does feel like the NFL PA would potentially have veto power if the NFL tried to move a team there to play eight games in London. So that is a fascinating nugget.
0: So that Dallas Cowboys merchandising thing was in the old CBA. Uh, and they mentioned other than related royalty payments to the league. So like you have to pay your royalties to distribute wholesale, uh, inf- wholesale, you know, merchandise cowboy stuff. I don't know if maybe they distribute everything. Uh, the royalties they were projected to pay to the league in 2011 80 million dollars if you're paying eight, if you're paying 80 million dollars in royalties you're probably making about 800 million dollars in in uh in terms of merchandise sales okay sean you're really uh really helping us out here by all the um all the interest that you have in this why, in this why discussion. are you
2: targeting me i mean
0: you're the,
2: you're, you are like the quarterback who throws the teammates under the bus because you knew coming into this, I had not read the full CBA, and here you are pointing it out constantly to listeners when you you could just choose not to talk to me about this and let me interject my witty comments.
0: Yeah, but see, <laughs> you're you keep making like you keep yawning, and be like, <laughs> and like making faces when I'm trying to carry you here. I'm trying to let you I'm, slide well, on now, I'm, and then I'm You still, had to jump in like that, so you know I'm, what? I'm still Ryan, hung up. You're still hungover? It's freaking no, Wednesday, <laughs> man.
2: On, oh, my God. This is lively. Friday, we, we haven't had all four of us together uh, at the same Wilson Wilson, not... Wilson. Wilson. Wilson just tweeted at me. That's why I was laughing.
0: Wilson at least does draft stuff, okay? He has an excuse.
1: <laughs> What's your excuse, Sean, other than you are sleeping?
0: That's his excuse. He's asleep. He's asleep. In my defense, I was very tired and asleep. I I will say that Debo keeps glancing at me like, oh my God, you gotta stop. The CBA stuff is boring me. Uh, Okay, fifth year option. Back to sleep. Okay. We need a fifth year option. So if you. Debo says you're boring me to death. Onward and upward, fifth year option. (laughs) All right so the 5th year option if you if you're a fir- if you're a first-round pick in 2018 or on and you don't meet certain requirements including a pro bowl and playing in a 75% of the offensive or defensive plays in the first two th- of the three regular seasons there's a couple different ones I'm not going to bore you and read all of them uh the fr- the, tra- the the 5th year option would be the transition tag money for the 3rd to 23rd salaries at your position if you don't make the pro bowl but you hit one of those uh, it's the transition tag from the 3rd through the 20th and then if you do make one if you make one Pro Bowl, but it's not does not include alternates. So you have to be a first ballot pro bowl. This is insane. They're leaving it to fans. Yeah. Your fifth year option spikes up to the transition tag number. If you make two or more Pro Bowls, again, first ballot does not include alternates, subject to fan voting, which is insane, then your fifth year option jumps to the franchise tag number. Uh looking at guys uh, Can order,
3: I say why that's weird? Because yeah. if you're a first-round pick, it would literally financially behoove you to pay a hacker to write some sort of script to vote you into the Pro Bowl. So oh Darius
0: Leonard wouldn't have been – because Correct. It, Made all Pro but not Pro Bowl. We yeah. got – You can't sign that. I mean, like, I'm not saying that this is like a like the ultimate deal breaker for 10 years of labor peace, but like you got to get something better than that. Like, Like eliminate. Brinson,
3: you know how you bought followers on Twitter. Someone could literally do that with the Pro Bowl. Like, they could buy a bunch of people to vote them, pay like you know, $1,000 to some hackers in Russia, and all of a sudden you have 50,000 extra votes, and all of a sudden you get this Pro Bowl berth, and all of a sudden you make more money. You know, like, I mean, it, it seems a, a little crazy matter. to put it in the hands of voters. Right. That's I mean, that's a that's less,
2: a less extreme version of that is like every player should be hiring someone to run their social media because if you are just popular on the internet and you're a pretty good player, you are going to get more votes.
0: Uh, and you also have like, remember in the NBA, like Tracy McGrady used to make the all, and like all the Rockets used to make the all-star team every year because Yao Ming was on the, t- on the team and like <laughs> literally, like, I mean, like everyone in China would vote for Yao Ming and he would get on there. And so, like, it's it's not it's not about who's having the best performance. It's not the all, even the all pros voted on by 50 people, 30, like 20 of which are probably like at this point, see now, like Prisco. Um here is a list of rookies, I believe, that made the Pro Bowl, or people on their rookie contracts still who made the Pro Bowl this year. Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Nicole Hardman, Deontay Harris, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Jamal Adams, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Michael Dixon. I think that's right. Um, you can't, the problem is Pro Football Reference doesn't sort it very well because it actually includes, uh, anybody who went to the Pro Bowl, non, non alternates as well. And so, like, that's the weird thing is, if you're going to reward a guy for going to the Pro Bowl as an alternate, well, reward him in the CBA. If you get if you get Pro Bowler attached to your name in the hit in the annals of NFL history, then it should count for the CBA.
2: Also, we should just stop using X time Pro Bowler as like a way to describe players in general. Like Mitch Trubisky technically made a Pro Bowl. Like I think that says enough.
3: Deservedly so. He was a preseason
2: MVP candidate this year,
3: Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: yeah,
1: yeah. you guys, um, What am I going to get first? My program or my program?
2: <laughs> We're on – I was waiting for you to bring it up in Miami the whole week, and you never asked for it. I kind of feel like the date is, you know, it's gone by. Like you had your window to ask for money, and you didn't get it. That's not how gambling works, Sean.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> the guy who refuses to give me my program.
3: <laughs> we didn't gamble, though. There was no gambling, Ryan. Gentlemen we made a, a verbal agreement, which is not up. You can't. It's against Tennessee law. It's, you have to write things down.
1: You lived in uh, California
3: at the time,
2: John. Can I, real quick, also against California law? I know I don't know if we're trying to move on from this oh, no, I, CBA I, discussion. Wait, let me throw I one do, more
3: thing. Yeah, go ahead, Sean.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna do. Breach throw one more thing out there. I actually want to come back to the first thing Breach said, and Ryan's gonna call me a pothead again like he did on Twitter. Um <laughs> it's on Twitter. I'm not making it up. Um
0: you this about, did you call him a quote pothead?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay, he did. Right. <laughs> um I mean I think this is a terrible deal for the players just from that angle alone. Because what the NFL is saying is we won't suspend you, but you can work for free. Like, you can play for free. I'd rather be suspended. That's unpaid – yeah, that's unpaid labor. Like, that, that makes no sense to me. Why would – like, you think that's going to ease Josh Gordon? Like, cool, I can smoke weed. I just won't get paid for playing football anymore. Well, well, Sean, what if you
3: have uh incentives in your contract where you have to get 80 receptions? Missing games is going to hurt that if you have to pay play I know.
2: 80% of snaps to get – I mean there's
3: a lot of people who, who could still
2: make money even if they're
3: not on the field.
2: I'm saying just or get rid of the whole fine system for smoking weed. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it goes far enough for the players. Well, I think the NFL is saying, look,
3: we're not going to suspend you because if you're suspended, you don't get paid either. So maybe they – this way but, they don't hurt their team and themselves – Maybe they give them They the do hurt themselves,
2: though. They're not getting paid to play football. They're playing for free. Who wants to play football for free? You're one, injury, one bad hit away from having your career wrecked. You're going to do that but for then free. Then don't get caught
0: smoking pot. Don't get or, caught smoking mean, but, but it's just legal in some states.
2: I just feel like a lot of players, once they read that, will have major hang-ups still because I don't think they will see it as enough progress in that area. Sean, it's
1: uh, Derek Wolf agrees with you. He tweeted uh, in general about the CBA. This is an absolute no for me in the new CBA ish deal. He and he
0: take.
3: lives in a pot
1: legal
0: state, Colorado. That is true. Uh, by the one, way, the wait, more, one What other part in the
3: CBA? Are you are you CBA or are you moving on?
0: No, no. no, no. I was going to say uh, that talking to JLC and Brady Quinn about this over the past couple of days. Uh, Breach your point about incentivizing the the players, the the guys who don't make like basically dividing the players. It certainly seems like it's basically a ta- It's what the owners are trying to do. Like you get the guys on the, you get the guys who don't, the, the, I mean, you know, the working class players, I,
3: right? I call them the peasants. That's what you guys laughed at me for.
0: <laughs> it was Can just I a fair
3: way the- to do it. It was the medieval caste system. Let's just use that. No one gets mad, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: at any rate, yes. So, uh, but like they're basically like, Hey, listen, you might get, you, you vote yes. You might get 60 grand to a hundred grand in your pocket right now or in, you know, a couple of months, maybe in a year or whatever, but just go ahead and sign it right now. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, it did the whole thing feels fishy.
3: Yeah, and if you're making more than 5 million dollars, you're like, "Eh, I don't like this deal so much." But then the other guys who are making 600,000 are like, "Okay, so you make 5 million, you're going to vote against me getting a 20% raise cuz that
2: is not cool." Do you guys think this will pass? Yes.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breach, can you explain the voting?
2: The voting there right now,
3: everybody's doing electronically email. They have till March 12th to turn the ballot in. There's 2,500 players. That means that 1,251 of them have to vote yes for this to pass. It's just a simple majority. Uh, and so we don't know how close it is. Most of the players, this CBA would benefit as far as like getting raises because most players make under $2 million. Um so I, I think it will be close, but I do think it'll pass.
0: Okay, uh, and if it does pass, I mean, man, it would be. Uh, I look. I mean,
3: wait. And as I say that, Tyler Lockett
2: uh, tweets out vote no.
0: Really? So I would gonna say
2: is, I. I if I had to pick, I would say no. I mean, I have no idea, but just based off, and maybe it's because the people that we see on social media are the ones making more money and they are more incentivized to vote no, but. I do feel like there's a lot of negative reactions, and I could see the older players, richer players, really sitting down all the younger people and kind of pressuring them and talking to them about why they should vote now.
0: And uh, the NFL has a statement. The NFL has sent out ballots to every NFL player who is a dues-paying member in the 2019 season to cast their vote on the new CBA, as outlined in our Constitution. Ratification of an deal is subject to approval by a majority of our members who vote. The voting will be open until Thursday, March 12th. At 11.59 p.m. Eastern, which means emergency CBA podcast at uh, midnight on Thursday.
3: But it could pass before that. If more than 1,251 players have voted yes before then, it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks because you just need a simple majority. And one other thing, Nate Solder uh, told Peter King uh, over the weekend that he thought the CBA was a great deal and that he talked – everyone he talked to in the Giants locker room was for it. And Solder is the – player rep for the Giants. So that is, you know, that's one team that is basically for the CBA. Uh, So it's there does seem to be a split between the players on this issue. On everything,
0: the reality is, I I think this is what I mean, this would be my take is that there is an immediate benefit, tangible financial benefit to a large number of players who signed this deal and that they will probably regret signing it in the next five years. Um, As uh, either I think it was Brady pointed out, like this is pro, like this 17 game season. Like this is, this is your one shot. Like you're going to give up, you give up to 17 games. You better get something good in return. And I just don't know that this is getting something good in return necessarily. Okay. That's our CBA talk. That the, Sean, uh, give us a grade on the CBA talk.
2: Uh, you know, seven that's out of, we're seven. looking for the letters. If, if, if right. Oh, uh, B, B plus. I think you know if Ryan and me were prepared, it probably would have been an A. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I was
3: gonna I say, yes, you do that
0: typically do better on a test when you prepare. If a is.
2: player
3: holds out a training camp, the fees cannot, uh, the fines cannot be waived anymore. So you automatically get like Melvin Gordon would have lost out on millions of dollars. It's to incent, like keep the players from holding out.
0: How and can you agree? To, how can you agree to that? I mean, you just can't. Like, there's so much. Like, you gotta remember the last CBA. I mean, everybody knows this, I think, but. In the old, in the, in two CBAs ago, before the 2011 season, the first overall pick made a ton of money. And the, the, the union agreed that they should make less money. And so they, they made the rookie wage scale, which was great because supposedly it was going to put more money in the in the pockets of veterans. Instead, it changed the entire complexity of how you build out a roster and caused the quality of product, frankly, to decline because teams were more willing to use low price rookies instead of paying the veterans. And now, like the NFL is like, well, we you know, what are you going to do? It's already in place. It, it wasn't in place in the last CBA. What are you doing? How are you this bad at negotiation?
2: That's like Sam Bradford's entire
0: legacy. Yeah, and they got walked back in terms of they used to make 53% of all revenue. They got walked back to 47 and got told by Jerry Richardson that they're just going to get this rookie wage scale. It was wild. I cannot believe it happened.
3: Yeah, to put that in perspective real quick, Sean just mentioned Sam Bradford. He was the final first pick before the new CBA went into effect. So that was back in 2010.
0: a $60 million deal.
3: The Rams drafted him, and he got a six-year $78 million deal. To put that in perspective, Kyler Murray, the number one pick last year, got five years assuming – uh or got $35 million.
0: Yeah, that's insane. I mean, look, $35 million is life-changing money, but you're the first overall pick. Like you just spent four – three to four years – basically working in indentured servitude in college football and like you 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 worked yourself out to become the number one pick and now your your wages are restricted it's and now worthwhile. it's
3: just getting closer because if you assume Murray is there for that fifth year and he gets say uh, franchise tag money we'll say 25 million that makes it a five year 60 million dollar deal
0: yeah uh there's I need to dig into it. I I'm not I'm not I didn't get the it was hard to read the language, it's very legal easy. There's something about guaranteed contracts with rookies that doesn't sound like it's exactly fully guaranteed anymore. So that's worth looking at as well. Uh we will have more on that next podcast, no doubt. Um speaking of uh bad deals, the Panthers traded Trey Turner, a twenty six year old offensive guard, five time pro bowler, who's who, look is admittedly Again, we go back to the Pro Bowl. Like he just got in the Pro Bowl because he's a recognizable name at guard, and fans vote him in. He hasn't been that great every year. Uh, but the Panthers they put him on the trade market. You're thinking, all right, they're probably going to get at least a third round pick for him, maybe a second round pick for him. See what you can swing. No, they got Russell Okung for him, a 31 year old uh left tackle who very frequently is injured. And Okung has uh I believe a one year contract remaining. So it makes, it makes no sense. The only reason you would do it is just to get Turner's money off the books. Well,
1: yes. They but... drafted two tackles last year. Greg Little and Dennis Daly. So what's the plan there?
0: Well, the reason that it's, it, I think everybody's... You gotta get a pick. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just get a second or third round pick? And let the Chargers cut Okung. Like, what are what, what are you doing? Or like, or like, get a, get a second round pick and then offer the Chargers a sixth round pick for Okung. What? This is a terrible trade. It's like when you are
2: tanking, you are trying to get either younger assets or things that can turn into younger assets, a draft pick. The Panthers traded away a 26 year old guard for a 31 year old, 32, 31 tackle who won't be in the team's long term plans. It makes no sense. This is not how you tank.
0: I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, I people keep people have been asking me. They're like, what, explain this to me. I'm like, I don't. What do you want me to explain? It's a terrible trade. Like they should have gotten a, like R.J. White. I was talking about. He can't be like they should have gotten a pick. I'm like R.J. I can't agree with you anymore. They should have gotten a pick. Like I'm just there was I think there was a chatter that like the Panthers offensive line coach knows Okung, and so therefore like he he feels comfortable working with him. But like it doesn't it doesn't fit trading for is this is this reminds me of the Braves signing Nick Markakis. It's like you're you're blowing it all up and you're just bringing this like Federer in. Like I don't what are you what are you doing? What what the hell is happening here? Um. I guess they don't like Greg Little and uh, Taylor Moton.
1: Well, they're turning Greg Little into guard, which makes no sense because last draft you drafted Marty Herney's like, yeah, we we got him to play tackle. Um, So I don't know what the plan is either, but I think that that seems to be the recurring thing.
0: If they're trading, if they're trading Trey Turner for Russell Okung, they're definitely trading Cam Newton for like a. So I
2: said they're going to trade Cam Newton for Andy Dalton, Christian McAfee for Todd Gurley.
0: That's actually a good call.
3: If you guys read my bold predictions on the website, cool. you would see that I have them trade Cam Newton to the Chargers. See, that's why I didn't read the CBA, because I was reading your
2: bold predictions. Oh, Whoa. then tell me four of them.
0: All right, who's the Whoa. next name to be traded?
2: I didn't actually read it. You're, Breach, that's you.
0: I don't think they'll trade Cam Newton to the Chargers. They would have just traded Cam Newton to the Chargers now, right?
2: I mean, look at the Odell Beckham
3: trade last year when you had the Browns and, Fair. and Fair. Giants. Pull off that trade about a month in advance, and they're like, you know what? Let's just make it one big trade.
0: Yeah, that was weird. Hey, Dave Gettleman, you can't like making it muddier doesn't make it any better. Uh, Breach, who's the next guy to get traded? Next player, any anybody in the NFL?
2: Anybody? Hey, I like your number six.
0: Sean, when I ask him a question,
2: don't yell into the just mic. Just think it inherently.
0: in your brain. Think it in your brain, and then two seconds, you know, two minutes later, when he's done talking, you can say it.
3: Uh, I'll say Cam because that's a tough, yeah, you know, I'll say David Johnson to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: I like it. Uh, what's number six, Sean?
3: Teddy
2: Bridgewater signs with the Bears. That's bold because it's not going <sighs> to happen.
0: Not a trade. Not helpful. Not your main discussion. But thank you for uh, waking up today and popping on that microphone
2: <laughs> and supporting Breach by reading his article. Thanks, yes. Sean. Yes. Thanks for the good life. friend.
0: Yes, Sean.
3: Oh, nothing. My computer froze. I was seeing if everyone's alive.
0: We'll have a mock draft Monday, and then we'll preview free agency coming up. It's the heart of the NFL offseason. Talk to you guys next week.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better